This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite. And I'd just like to start off by wishing a very happy Thanksgiving break to all our listeners in the US. And my guest this week is from the US. It's Ron Books, the CEO of software provider ECI. As you may have read, ECI was acquired last week by private equity firm LGP. And I caught up with Ron a few days ago to talk about this transaction and then about some of the things he is seeing in the business products channel as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. So good to see you, Ron. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Andy. Great to see you as well. Yeah, looking good. You're in the office, so not working from home. I am in the office. I came in specifically for you. But we're a lot. We'll talk about that. We're, we're, we're mainly remote, but I came in today for the interview, and um, we have limited people and limited capacity in the offices right now. Okay, great. So obviously, news of the acquisition last week. Can you tell us a little bit about the background to this transaction? Yeah, I think you and I talked earlier in the year and there's always rumors about the, you know, what's going to happen with the PE firm if you're owned by PE. And um, we, we, you know, we're always being approached by uh, different firms interested in engaging and learning more about the business. It's uh, it's really the nature of being owned by uh, private equity in the first place. So uh, we were not up for sale, quote unquote, uh, but our owners started to receive more and more interest over the past I'd say six to 12 months, uh, engaged in the limited number of those uh, conversation, and then just ultimately ended up finding a good fit with LGP that made sense for both parties, including management and the company. So we feel very good about where we landed and are excited about the next phase of ECI. Okay. So so when we talked back in, I think it was February, this what was happened, what was announced last week is a continuation of maybe a process that was happening at that time. Yeah, we never, uh, we never back then, and, and I think I mentioned this to you, we were not in a process. We had people that approached us, and, and we even discussed, uh, candidly, we discussed uh, some people were interested in buying 50% of the business or half the business. It wasn't even, the business wasn't up for sale. They just wanted to learn more about it. There was some interest. They approached our private equity owners, and then, um, and then nothing ended up happening. COVID came. I think everybody sort of just backed up and we continue to focus on what we do, which is you know growing the business and serving our customers. So uh, one thing led to another. A couple of months later, got engaged again. Then this time around, we ended up meeting with a few more parties more seriously, and then uh, LGP emerged as a great buyer for us, and we think a good opportunity for the business. So super excited to, to end up here. Okay, good. Can you say anything about the size of the, the stake that LGB has acquired, and then what, what Apex has, has retained as a minority interest? Yeah, sure. So I won't give the specifics around any financials. Obviously, we're a privately held business. But to give you some background, um, uh, yeah, LGP will be a majority holder uh, of the company, owner of the company. Um, Apex has rolled in to be uh, a smaller portion, very similar to what Carlisle did uh, when they rolled into the Apex investment uh, back in 2017. So they'll be a minority investor. Uh, they're going to have one and possibly two board seats. So they'll continue forward with the business. They wanted to retain ownership in ECI. And then lastly, Carlisle, who has been around for six years now, will, will exit the cap structure and um, move on. They've been incredible partners, but um, it's long in their fund. So they'll move on to their next opportunities. Okay, great. I, I, I have to ask you this because uh, 
when, when we spoke in February, it was prompted by an article in a, in a certain uh, financial publication that, that gave some uh, numbers. And you know, as it happened, I think on, on Friday, they, uh, they said this deal values ECI north of $2.5 billion. <laughs> what can you say about that? <laughs> I'll say what I said before. We're not going to share the financial details of the private deal. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. I read them all the time, and I've read many um, sort of articles about where we were at and what we were being valued at. And I'm always just as interested as you are because some of them are, are, are around the ballpark and some of them are far from the ballpark. So um, I'll just go with the fact that I read the same articles, but we'll, we'll keep that, that information private. Okay, sure. Uh, that was the answer I, I was expecting, but thanks <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I so, get it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, is, is this transaction, is it part of being ECI? It's just the cycle of private equity investors that they're going to come in and then, you know, three years or so later, they're going to look to sell at least some of their, their stake and then you have to find new partners. Is that- Yeah, I mean, I think being privately held and private equity owned, um, I, the typical hold periods, they, they do vary a lot, but they're typically between three and seven years. Um, if you look back at ECI's life cycle, we were owned by Insight Venture Partners uh, for eight years. So we went through the economic downturn with them, uh, got a minority investment from Goldman Sachs, uh, ended up staying around for eight years before exiting and selling to um, to uh, the Carlisle Group in 2014. So Carlisle and Apex ended up being more in a three to four year range, which can be pretty quick for uh, private equity owned. But I will add this is LGP, um, we'll talk about them a little bit as well. They, they, they focus more on longer hold periods. So I, I would see them align um, more towards, you know, staying with the business and more towards the Insight Venture Partners uh, longer hold period. But we'll see. I guess you, in private equity, you never know. Uh, things can change and different things happen. And if the right offer or deal or partner comes along, uh, that will change. But yeah, between three and seven years, three and eight years is normally what you're going to see in today's environment. Okay, good. Were you familiar with LGP before this transaction? I knew of them. I didn't know, um, you know, you, you end up knowing a lot of these firms over the years and um, I just knew of them and I've heard of them and really got to know them a lot over the last several weeks and really like them. They have a, a unique approach. They're a little bit more of a smaller firm, uh, about 40 to 50 employees. So much smaller than like a Carlisle and even an Apex and um, a real interesting firm, great people. Um, it was, uh, it started off, uh, the conversation started off about culture and people. And uh, because I think, Andy, they, they invest more in the longer term, um, they want to get to know the people behind the firm uh, because that's important. They're going to be a part of them and with them for an extended period. So uh, it, it was great. It was really about culture. We got to know them well. We feel like we have great relationships. Uh, they buy into what ECI is doing and, and we're excited about the partnership. It's just a great fit and great people. Okay. What, what have you learned about them in terms of how, how they will handle their investment or take an active role or maybe a backseat? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. They, 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 they tend to be, uh, they said they want management to run the business. Um, they, they invest in companies. They believe in the management and the company behind them. And um, we don't see any material changes on, on the management and leadership front. I think you hate to say business as usual because it's not when you change, you know, you change cultures, you change hands. Uh, there's going to be some change associated with that. But we just feel in general that they, their style is a little bit more hands off. Um, they trust the leadership team. They're there to help. They have a lot of great relationships, a lot of smart people. But yeah, I, 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 I'll see this defer to management and allow us to continue to build the business the way we have before, both from an organic perspective and from an M&A mm. perspective. Okay, sounds good. 
just going back three years to to the last transaction, how would you say that ECI has changed in in that time? Yeah, it's been, um, I will say, you know, I've been obviously a part of, I think it's five private equity firms at this point uh, with ECI. And the last three years has been very transformative. We, you know, we more than doubled our top line revenue. Uh, We have now over 1,700 employees, over 22,000 customers. So, uh, it's been quite a uh, quite a last three three years, and one thing that hasn't changed. And, and you know, I wish I always say I wish that the the customers can see more of the behind the scenes things that go on with ECI because we're our people wake up. We're dedicated and focused on SMBs. Um, we 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 love the SMB and entrepreneurial type of businesses. That's what we want to support and help them build strong, successful businesses. And it's even in our mission statement. And that's what our employees wake up thinking about every day. So, yes, it's been transformative, but, you know, we're still the same business that really just wants to help these guys succeed. And if we do that, then then, then our business will be good as well. Yeah. I was just checking 15 acquisitions in the past three years. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired, Andy. I'm tired. No, it, it's uh, it, it, there's been a lot we've done. I think part of the uh, it sort of stems from when we. Uh, were acquired by Apex. One of their investment theses is that they want organic growth, which we were coming out of our cloud migration, which I'm sure I'll talk about at some point. Uh, they also felt that we we could change some infrastructure, build our software infrastructure within ECI that would allow us to uh, really enhance and scale the company. And once you get that infrastructure in place, then you know rolling on acquisitions and making sure everybody is part of the same company as opposed to in individual silos uh, becomes more important. So so we did a lot of those investments early on in both leadership team and as well as infrastructure. And then after that took place, we really started to to ramp up the M&A side. So uh, yeah, we're excited. We think we've we've found some great add-on opportunities. We've expanded from a geographic footprint perspective. We keep buying products that we think add value to our customer base. So so yeah, 15 M&A. And really, if you think about it, five uh, since the pandemic. So that hasn't slowed down during the pandemic. We we think that's a, a it's a good time to continue to do this type of business. Does there does the does the new ownership will that will that lead to a have you got a new vision or a new strategy for ECI? No, no, Andy, not at all. They, they, I mean, they, they're buying into what we've been doing and um, uh, obviously continuing to invest in and in care for our customers, um, you know, continue to build out ECI's culture. And yeah, they very much believe in the M&A strategy and what's, what we've accomplished and what they think is the opportunity to continue to do. So we've, we've really, I think this is, you know, you and I have talked over the years uh, back, you know, if you look back at ECI 15 years ago, we were we were largely focused in, you know, office products and, and commercial furniture. And we've really diversified the business. Um, uh, and, and I think this is what's helped us during times like COVID because uh, we're a diversified company. We're diversified by customer count because we don't have big customers. So nobody sort of makes up a large chunk of our revenue. We're diversified by um, vertical market. We're in a bunch of different vertical markets. So while you could be seeing headwinds in office products, for instance, during this time, um, lumber building materials and hard lines and residential home construction have been doing very well. So um, we're diversified in that area. And then now we continue to be diversified by geography. So I think it just gives us the opportunity to, you know, to care for any headwinds and, and uh, you know, keep a stable business in all these different types of situations. Okay. Obviously, our, our listeners are more oriented towards the, the business products side of the business. I mean, how, how, yes. have, how have they generally been faring 
you know, since the pandemic earlier this year? Yeah, I want to hit a few areas here. I think it's important because, look, it's been hard, I think, for everybody. And I think for the first few months, if you look back in at March and April, I think, you know, the world shut down for a little bit. Everybody paused. Um, nobody really knew. There was a lot of concern and I guess the lack of predictability at that point. Nobody knew uncertainty was was the key. And I think uh, that affected every business. And um, so we saw some headwinds there. Definitely our distribution customers, uh, commercial furniture customers, office products customers, when people aren't showing up to the office um, and consuming products, they were impacted by that. But since then, after the first couple of months, we've seen really across ECI and even specific to, to distribution, uh, we've seen sort of a mixed bag. We've seen uh, some, you know, I continue to be impressed with our dealers resiliency and, and how they, you know, they quickly find ways to shift from categories that may be lagging to those that are more in demand like PPE or uh, Jansan or hand sanitizers or whatever it needs to do to, um, to continue to be successful. And I, I communicated with the dealer, this is uh, two weeks ago, I think it was like two and a half weeks ago, a good friend of mine I've known in the industry for years. And he basically said that they made more money in 2020 uh, than they did in 2018 and 2019 combined. And even I was shocked. I was, you know, I started asking follow-up questions of how, how are they doing it? And, and basically I was a little stunned and he more or less said that they've really doubled down. They shifted to Jansan. They've been selling things like Lysol and Clorox wipes and other cleaning types of products. And uh, that were in high, high demand right now. And what they did is they leveraged every vendor relationship that they had out there. They pretty much phoned in every favor to make sure they could stock that appropriately and they could access these products. And then they end up pushing those products to the customer. So I know that that's not the story of every one of our dealers. We know that several are facing headwinds, but it's interesting to see how some of them have evolved through this time. And, and the last thing I'll say, and I, you know, I'm a technology provider, and so I have to tie it back to technology, is that really the, the migration, the move that we made and our customers made to a cloud environment uh, couldn't be more important right now. And if you if you look at them trying to get their jobs done remotely, those that can access their software remotely are being more successful. And over 80% of our distribution customers have their ECI ERPs in a cloud computing environment right now. And that number continues to grow quarter over quarter. So that has made the transition easier for others. And, um, and it just emphasizes the importance of SaaS software. It, it is the future. Yeah. And in terms of you know, COVID perhaps being an opportunity for ECI in terms of the fact that you know, technology is so high on the agenda of many companies, that put you in a position where there are, there are opportunities? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that um, uh, we always say the same thing is, is SMBs, uh, they can't afford to throw people at problems. So they can't solve problems that way by just throwing a bunch of people or headcount at it. So they've got to leverage automation. Um, so we think that um, those, the ones I talked to that have found ways, I mean, we, you and I can both sit here and name those companies that have really leveraged automation, expanded vertical offerings um, in multiple vertical markets. Those are the ones that continue to be successful. And, um, and uh, so we think, you know, we always say it's it, it, software, our technology solutions, it can be their best employee. If you think about it, I don't know if you know this, but our average customer at ECI pays us $15,000 a year for the software that runs their entire business. It does their AR, their AP, their GL. 
it, you know, purchasing inventory, e-commerce, mobile applications, sales analytics and CRM, and I can go on and on. But for 15,000 a year, it's, you know, one third of what they pay their lowest performing employee for the software that works 24 hours a day and runs their entire business. So, so we think, you know, we think software has never been more important and it's our job. We take it personally at ECI to make sure that our customers are leveraging that they understand it and they utilize it to better their business. Yeah. Perhaps just a very quick recap of the, the situation there in, in the US in terms of the pandemic and lockdown and freedom of movement and uh, people returning to the office. What's the situation as of we are the 24th of November? Yeah, we're seeing it. We, we yeah, we look at we look at the a bunch of data really across all of our vertical markets and even our bookings numbers. We see it growing quarter over quarter. So people are starting to invest more and more in technology. Uh, looking specific to office products, there are headwinds. But I, I saw an interview recently, and Andy, I thought this was great. And uh, but uh, a guy, Robbie Clark, if you know him from A to Z Office Products, um, he did an interview with Ray Stazenko, yeah. and he more or less said, like you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he basically said that A to Z, they don't allow the pandemic to be a reason why they can't support their customers well or why they can't grow their business or why they can't sell even new customers during this time. So I love it. I, I, I've loved it. And I reached out to him and sent him a personal note expressing that. And, and he's inspired me to take the same approach with ECI. So yes, we are seeing pandemic headwinds. I think people are getting excited about potential vaccines and coming back to work. Um, you're seeing some of us even more in the office right now. We're seeing it even at ECI now. But at the same time, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go back and, and go back to Robbie's advice. And just I think we all have to take that same approach as we can't let it uh, give us a reason not to succeed or not to service our customers or not to do well in our businesses. So I'm excited about 2021. I think uh, I think we're going to come out of these challenging times and our businesses are going to be better than ever. OK, good. Uh, good to be optimistic about that. And you, uh, you, ha- you have to be, of, of course. Just, yes. just I mean how how in terms of managing the business over the over this these past few months I mean how how much of a challenge has that has that been for you yeah yeah it was hard I mean it was um initially we had to take uh I think it was March 17th or 18th we when when everything sort of hit all at once and everybody was moving remotely we had the we had to transition you know I think at the time it was 1500 employees to work from home environment. And we did it in 36 hours. hours. And so our, I give a ton of credit to our IT teams and our customer experience teams. We had everybody set up remotely. Uh, we never missed a beat with servicing our customers. Um, being on a centralized uh, solution for our support really helped us with measures and metrics during that time. We saw CSAT actually go up during the pandemic. We saw our NPS scores go up during the pandemic. So we made that transition. And I give a ton of credit to our employees. They were they were willing to change their environment. I think they took it personally. They felt very good that we were looking out for the health of the employees. And in return, they they wanted to service our customers better than ever. And we know we always have rooms for improvement, but we've seen it was a big move. I know a lot of companies made it, um, but I think also it's now positioned us and I'm sure a number of businesses to to handle this and 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 manage their businesses differently going forward. So um, it sort of turned into a positive. It was it was hard, but it's turned into a positive, and I think that it's going to be better for both ECI and for our customers going forward. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you think about it in terms of you know, working from home, everyone coming back to the office or this high, yeah. high bridge approach that we've heard so much about? I mean, how, how are you applying that or thinking of applying that at ECI? Just be interested to know that. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's going to be more of a hybrid approach, and we we have um, we have a software called Achiever Software. I love it. It's like a recognition software that we have across our entire organization, where people can our employees get so many points a month, and they can recognize other employees with points for taking care of customers or, or living to our core values. 
And within that application, the, they, we, we do anonymous surveys and, and the anonymous surveys give us very candid feedback because we don't know who's saying them. Mm. And a lot of the feedback w- around this time was the appreciation for us looking after their health of them and their families and allowing them to work from home. And then I would see a mix of some people saying, look, this has been great. I don't have commute times anymore. I, I can get more done. I don't have people coming in and interrupting me. So I like working from home where then you'll have other ones that are like, Hey, when the opportunity comes back, I don't have a great conducive environment at home. I'd love to come back to the office. So it is definitely a mix of people and, and their perspectives. But if you asked me, I'd see more of the former than the latter within ECI. I see people really taking advantage and liking working remotely and being extremely productive doing so. So you will see that hybrid, like you said. Okay. Good. And then just just to finish off, perhaps just a final general message for the business products trade in relation to this transaction. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just point back to Robbie. I think, um, you know, uh, the good businesses will continue to evolve. I think we have resilient dealers, you know, we have resilient customers and entrepreneurs and um, they find ways to succeed. Hearing that story from my friend who, you know, grew more in 2020 than it did in 19 and 18 is just shows that if you're creative and then you have good people behind you that you can you can still be successful. So I think we're going to come out of this. I think we're going to come out of it with um, refreshed and ready to go. I know ECI is in that position and, and I'm excited. I think if we partner, you, you and I have talked about this, the industry can be sometimes fragmented and everybody's running their different directions. But I believe if if we all sort of work together through these times, we'll be successful again. We'll, we'll find ways to do it in, in these Robbie and the person I spoke to are great examples of people that are that are doing just that. So we continue to be excited about the, the, the vertical. Okay, great. Well, listen, Ron, thank you for your time today. Appreciate that and all the best. Hey, same to you, Andy. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to OPI Talk. Find us at opi.net for all the latest news and analysis from the business products world. You can download our app from the App Store or Google Play Just search for OPI Magazine.